Hi, this is Steve O'Mooney, and you're listening to another great show only on the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, feel free to check out www.4iradio.com. Wallop and web snappers. My spider sense is tingling, tingling, tingling. Anybody else's spider sense tingling? Welcome to Walloping Web Snappers, a Spider-Man podcast where we dive into every Spider-Man cartoon ever made. I'm Derek. And I'm Doug. And is your spider sense tingling? You know, I think it... Uh, uh, is. Gesundheit. To listen to this show, find us on 4eyedradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. We are still with Spider-Man 1981 today, y'all. So if you want to stream along with us, we are watching this show on Disney+. Plus. We're doing a lizard episode. Lizard, lizard, lizard. It's, you know, we we talked in that very first episode of us talking about 1981 that, you know, it's a much more conventional Spider-Man show. And it definitely feels like it, even if you, like, just look at the villains that are featured in the first handful of episodes versus the first handful of episodes of Amazing Friends. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. more conventional uh, with far fewer (laughs) curveballs yeah and no kaiju as of yet so you know not yet (laughs) (laughs) not yet we'll see i'm honestly surprised that there wasn't like a giant lizard monster in this episode but yeah well the one we're talking about of this uh spider-man 1981 series is season one episode three entitled lizards comma lizards comma everywhere beautiful second comma wasn't really necessary writers yeah i guess not huh (laughs) i mean it's not it's not like a terrible thing it's just you know you didn't you didn't need it you didn't Mm -hmm. need it Mm -hmm. anyway the synopsis per imdb is the lizard releases all reptiles in central park zoo and goes on a rampage spider-man saves everybody but the lizard uses a gorilla to distract spider-man so he can make his getaway the lizard derails two subway cars to make a breeding ground for his reptile army The lizard then decides to turn New York into a massive jungle to perfect his reptile army, and Spider-Man must stop him. Really only needed, like, the last line there. (laughs) uh, Yeah, you're right. You could have even done, the lizard releases all reptiles and decides to turn New York City into a massive jungle. (laughs) Spider-Man must stop him. (laughs) The gorilla? Not that important. (laughs) Yep, yep, not not even, not even remotely. Um, Beautiful. (laughs) <laughs> Original air date for this one was September 26, 1981. IMDb lists this as being written by Jeffrey Scott, who we talked about in the last episode. I don't know if that's really accurate because the show credits all writers, but uh, IMDb says that that's who it is. So I'm just going to pretend that he wrote it. <laughs> it gets weird. It gets so weird. The credits for these shows shouldn't be as complicated as it is, but it is. Shouldn't just credit the damn people who worked on the damn episodes. You think? Come on, guys. Come on, guys. <laughs> title cards. Give us old-fashioned title cards. Right, That's right? the best way to do it. Absolutely. I like those. Uh, well, if you couldn't have figured it out by the title and the synopsis mentioning this this character about a dozen times between the two... A major character introduced and spotlighted in this episode is the lizard. And the lizard in this was voiced by Corey Burton, who has a very chunky resume and is still active. He does a ton of sound-alike work across a bunch of franchises, but especially with Disney. I think he is most well-known, it seems like, for sound-aliking Paul Freeze in The Haunted Mansion. I think as the narrator, perhaps? I don't really know much about The Haunted Mansion, to be honest. I think he did some narration for the movie, too, which is pretty cool. Mm. And also Christopher Lee. Oh, Yes. So Corey Burton, this is especially relevant to you and I as we record this because you are currently watching this. And as a result, I am sort of soft rewatching this. But Corey Burton voices Count Dooku uh, in the Clone Wars series and across a number of properties. So he will also be voicing Count Dooku 
in the Lego Skywalker Saga video game. Okay. And I think in some other things as well. But he's also done Zeus in the Hercules TV series, Captain Hook across a number of properties, and Buzz Lightyear for Disney on Ice, Toy Story 3, which I did go to see. <laughs> oh, well, cool. Yeah. I've never seen any of those on ice shows. It's the only one I've ever seen, and it was it was pretty delightful. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he also provided voices for many series we've talked about a bajillion times of the era, like G.I. Joe and Transformers. Because so much of what he does is sound-alike work, it's like almost hard sometimes to find, like, what did this guy do that he originated? But there is stuff. There's definitely stuff. Um, he's Dale in Chippendale Rescue Rangers, so probably not originating that that character, but was that character on that TV show, which I feel like a lot of people our age probably watched, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. He was Mole in Disney's Atlantis and its sequel, and he is currently the voice of Doctor's Engine and Entropy in the Crash Bandicoot games, including the recent remake trilogy. Hmm. We will hear him again as Dracula, not in Amazing Friends, but (laughs) in Ultimate (laughs) Spider-Man. Okay. So Dracula, really just out there. Uh, Yeah doing all the things honestly he, he's done so much stuff if you look at his resume it's just like tons and tons of stuff like i said lots of sound alike stuff but there is definitely stuff he's originated or did pretty hefty amounts of so guy who's doing doing a lot and still doing it yeah you know it's so funny because looking at some of the cast members that were on this show um and i guess amazing friends too and then and kind of looking forward to some other voice actors that are that are on after this one like it's funny that a lot of the voice actors on this show are still active and working and mm-hmm. like alive. But then later on, on the 90s show, they get yeah. so many classic older voice actors on there that like more voice actors I feel like are dead yeah. who are on the 90s show that are on the show in 1981, which is very strange and interesting. It really feels that way. Yeah, it's sort of sort of strange. <laughs> I think that is pretty much the only like new notable character for this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not much, not much to it. <laughs> yeah, and we we have we have a couple characters next week that will be a bit more worth mentioning that I think we've seen but just haven't really been focus points yet. Yeah, sure, sure, absolutely. Well, let's just start talking about this one because these are all pretty light episodes. That's yeah. which is which is. Fun for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so this episode opens with Spider-Man racing to meet an assignment deadline for the Daily Bugle, as he often is. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order to make it on time, he takes a shortcut over the Central Park Zoo, where all the reptiles are escaping to the public's absolute horror. It's so funny because I get I get that people would be scared. I get that some of the 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 lizards escaping are are especially intimidating, like crocodiles or alligators. But you would think that like lions were running around ripping people's heads off by the way yeah. that these people are reacting. <laughs> it is. Fun. I mean, the g- gators are gators are a big deal, but yeah, there's not going to be like a ton of them, and they're not like super crazy fast when they're just running. I mean, I guess they're kind of fast, but that is they're not as dangerous as when you're like in water with them. So. Yeah, and, and it gets people freaking out about snakes, too. But it is funny when you see, like, iguanas and people <laughs> screaming at, like, iguanas oh, no. crawling on trees. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. This whole, this whole sequence is kind of funny because when Spidey does show up, like, he's kind of being a jerk about it, too. Like, he almost kind of recognizes that they're sort of overreacting because he's just like, what, no, no thank yous, no applause before he's even done anything as everyone's <laughs> just screaming, not even, like, acknowledging them or paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> It's 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 funny. It's funny. People don't people don't like those nasty scaly lizards, I guess. Yeah. This this episode really uh really has little respect for our reptilian friends. <laughs> well, that's you know, that was the other thing too that's sort of weird is that I was expecting there to be some kind of reveal that like the lizard released like some kind of like rage pheromone or something. And they do say later that he has like reptile telepathy. So I uh-huh. guess that's how you could explain, you know, the, the reptiles being vicious. So maybe that's, you know, the iguanas like biting people and that's why they're freaking out or something. It doesn't explain like one of the animals that like freaks out in the sequence though, that I don't yeah. think would normally go on a rampage. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> enough. You know, I don't, but, but I guess I, I think it's the one that we're about to mention, right? 
Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> so so Spider-Man stops, obviously, to investigate. Like you said, no one really pays attention to him. So he just kind of gets down to business. He saves a boy from a crocodile. Legit. Uh, boy is is cornered, I think, against like a tree, which is really funny. Um, <laughs> and then he rescues a group of guests from a large group of snakes that also have all of those guests cornered. He sneezes, which at first is weird because you're like, all right, I, fine. <laughs> sure, man. But we'll see that that is a, a constant thing throughout this episode. And then we cut away from Spider-Man rescuing people to a gorilla cage where we see a very lizardy hand freeing the gorilla from its cage. And then the gorilla kind of goes, like you said, on a rampage and rushes Spider-Man. And they kind of like have a little spat. Yeah, that was the thing that made me think like, is something, is this like a craven situation where he's like making the animals like rage out? Because it's just like Lizard opens the door from that gorilla and he immediately is like out for blood, like for every, <laughs> every, everyone, which I mean, I, I mean, know they're vicious, but like, I feel like they don't just randomly rampage. Right. right? Not like unprompted, what, unless like the zoo was just treating it and abusing it so horribly. I mean, <laughs> which, you know, I mean, <laughs> right. In which case, like, good for you, lizard, like for mm-hmm. <laughs> letting him free. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a little weird. But yeah, so Spidey fights a gorilla. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we so what we end up learning and the synopsis already already clarified this for us for some reason what we end up realizing is that lizard lets the gorilla out because it is a huge distraction so spider-man does in fact manage after this spat to get it back in a cage i don't even think it's its original cage but back in a cage and then looks around and realizes all of all of the reptiles are just gone they're not back in their habitats or exhibits they're just completely missing from the zoo (laughs) Yep. One of the signs says like constrictors, like or constrict constrictors. I don't know why I said it like that. Constrictors <laughs> uh, on on one of the empty cages, but like the way that it's painted, like they ran out of room while painting the uh, the sign, so it's like constrict that. and then hyphen O R S underneath it. Oh yeah, good hyphen work. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine going to a zoo and just like that's the sign that you see. It's like, mm. well, actually, you know what that explains that I think the zoo is just like. A very crappy, like <laughs> like low budget zoo that probably is just very bad. <laughs> you know, I've I've been to Central Park, but it's so massive that I never even saw the zoo. Like even from afar, like I don't know where it is. <laughs> I haven't either. Does it even exist? Who knows? I've, Has anyone ever not. been there? Maybe Madagascar is a lie. Yeah. The movie, not the island. (laughs) (laughs) Or both. Who knows? Or both. (laughs) Could be part of the conspiracy. The movie was made to trick us into thinking that the the, the place actually existed. Just like Crocodile Dundee. Yep. Wait. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) In Australia. Oh, right. Yeah, because Australia doesn't actually exist. Right, of course. Yeah. (laughs) So with all the animals either caged back up or missing, Spider-Man's like, all right, I guess my work is done here. And leaves to get drugs for his sneezing, which has continued to happen over the course of of this fight and will continue to happen. Just assume that it is happening. Sometimes we'll mention it because it's significant, but just assume that he's sneezing like every 60 seconds. Pretty much. Yep. <laughs> it's, yep. it's a lot. Yep. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Feel sorry for uh, for the voice actor for having to do that so yeah. much. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to note this now because there's not really a good place to note it, but uh, we... We like this voice actor. I, I like him a lot. I think he does a good job as Peter Parker. Yeah. So this is not like a, an indictment of him or anything. I could not stand the stuffy voice throughout this whole episode. It was driving me mad. Yeah. It's it's annoying. Well, I think the problem is that- It was a that, choice. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess it's like a good acting move because it does sound like someone who is yeah. like stopped up. Yeah. It's just- uh, it's like there's not really payoff, any payoff no. for it is the problem, you know? Well, and it's he's like, sneezing anyway, so it's not like it's not like he's relying on that to remind us that he is sick. Like, he's constantly sneezing, too. Yeah. You didn't need to do both. <laughs> it's, a, it's like a joke, and it's like because it's, it's sort of like a joke, but it's not a very funny joke that lasts, like, way too long because it's literally, like, the entire episode. But it's also basically... I think every episode of the show basically has like a Spider-Man story and then a Peter story of some kind. Yeah. 
And this is essentially the Peter story is like Spider-Man is sick and he doesn't really know like what, you know, if it's a cold or what. Mm-hmm. But like it's not – well, normally a Peter story, he's going to have like separate scenes dealing with that and then get back to his Spider-Man stuff. And instead this is like weaved throughout the Spider-Man story. So anytime there's any kind of action sequence going on, they have to be constantly reminding you that like don't forget – don't forget, yeah. he, he's sneezing. He can't breathe very well. His nose is all stuffy. Like, I know. I know. Stop. We know. I can't. It's too much. We know. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I guess I guess it's praise for the voice actor for being able to pull it off for an entire episode. Imagine how many takes and how much, like, actual time he spent doing this. But I, I don't I don't need it. We, I don't, don't yeah, it, it wasn't worth it. <laughs> None of us needed it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't even know that the story is necessarily worth it, but it at least affects things here and there. So. Sometimes, but not really enough not to much. justify it. Like, I would have rather just had another, like, Peter missed a date with a girl. Like, or this, nothing. Yeah. It could have, I mean, this isn't ideal, but it literally could have just been a lizard story. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that I mean, I guess that's out of the way. He has a stuffy voice throughout this whole episode, and we don't like it. But uh, but good job for the actor for pulling it yeah. off. Yeah. So okay, let's see. What is he doing now? He's looking for drugs um, in the form <laughs> of medication. Uh, I did grab this amazing frame of Spider-Man just like walking into a drugstore, and it doesn't happen at this moment. But I'm just so excited to talk about it, um, and I will share it many many times. So look forward to that. Um, did we, did we do any of this stuff? No, I'm just excited. So I jumped ahead <laughs> just to mention that frame. Um, we still have other things to cover. I'm just really excited that one oh. of the things he does is seek out drugs. Okay. So, okay. So he's, he's, he's looking for a drugstore. He doesn't get there yet. Um, oh, okay. Gotcha. 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 <laughs> yeah. He doesn't get there yet, but he is, he is, he is seeking drugs, uh, throughout this episode. So as Spider-Man sets off to find his drugs, a rock. Okay. <laughs> This episode is interesting because it, it doesn't all follow Peter and it doesn't all follow Spider-Man. And I think this series does this actually. Uh, I think it's just a characteristic of this series. Mm-hmm. It's totally willing to like pass off its storytellers and narrators. Yeah. So it's not always Peter. So that's what happens here and it will keep happening. So Spider-Man leaves the screen and and we don't follow him. <laughs> Instead, a zoo rock lifts up and reveals a hatch and the lizard like emerges from the hatch. And another thing this show does frequently is villainous monologues where the villain is speaking to no one but themselves and the audience. Yep. And this is what we get right here. So the lizard emerges and he says, uh, word for word, that scrawny web slinger, he's too late to stop me now. Before this day is through, I'll transform New York City into a jungle overrunned and I appreciate that pronunciation, (laughs) with wild reptiles, all of them controlled by me, the lizard. All right, we officially know what this episode is about. There is no mystery. Thank you, lizard. I'll take it. (laughs) Yep, it's nice and and straightforward. I appreciate it. I don't hate it. it. I don't want it for every series, but I feel like it kind of works for this one because you can just, like, get to it. (laughs) Yep, yep. I think it's during this little mini monologue when, like, He's actually doing like fun stuff. He's doing like little like spirit fingers with his fingers as he's <laughs> monologuing. It's it's really good. I love it's, the way they animate this this lizard. I love the model and I love the animation. They do they cool do things a with great him. job considering how many lines he has on his body. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. do some really nice fluid things with him. Yeah, like throughout the whole thing, I, I was so impressed with that, and yeah. a lot like like little details that they didn't need to do, and facial either. expressions, which I would not have expected at all. Yeah, I mean, if so. you compare it to like the '90s version of the lizard, which is a very similar design, they did not do. I mean, they were trying they're trying to play him a little more like a feral lizard in that, right. so it makes sense, I guess. But he doesn't have nearly the facial expressions that he does in this. Yeah, this lizard, we we get no Dr. Connors or anything. Like he is just in this in this episode, just the lizard, always the lizard, totally conscious and 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 calculating as the lizard. Yeah, it's <laughs> There's interesting. There's no like Jekyll Hyde dynamic. It's interesting because he's literally just a mad scientist that is also a lizard. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there isn't yeah. any feral reptile <laughs> stuff going on, which is it's is interesting because it makes the the like Corey Burton's performance kind of interesting. Like I I feel like I don't like him as a lizard, but I, I, I'm fine with him as this lizard because he's good sure. at playing just like evil plotting mad scientist type yeah. of guy. It's just <laughs> yeah. weird because we're so used to – and I feel like you're acclimated to like like a monstrous lizard type uh-huh. voice. And he does he just talks 
like a dude. Like yeah. he just talks like a guy. Yeah. This doesn't really need to be the lizard other than it's a very lizardy plot. You know, right. Like, exactly. The character himself doesn't need to be the lizard. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So we know what he's up to now. We've seen this story now uh, many times, either in comics or movies or whatever. He's trying to turn everyone into lizards or turn the city into a city of lizards. In this case, he's not really transforming people, but he's he's still trying to make a city of lizards. Yeah. Yeah. He's just growing vegetation. Yeah. I mean. No big deal. He's a conservationist. Like, well, I guess not. Conservationist, I guess, implies that it's like already there and you're saving it. Yeah. He's like. No, he's healing the earth. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the earth is healing. Exactly. <laughs> so. We get more background because despite expecting to go back to Spider-Man, we don't. We just keep following the lizard for a hot second. So the lizard returns to his lair and he tells all of his new reptilian friends who are just hanging out in his lair that they'll be let loose soon. But first, he has some work to do in the subway. And then we keep following him. <laughs> I kept expecting to go back to Spider-Man. Yeah. And we just weren't. We just kept following the lizard. And, I, it, you know, it's fine. So he, he ends up finding a subway train. And he, like, jumps on top of it, and all the passengers are like, oh, my gosh, the lizard. Or a monster. I think they actually know who he is, don't they? Yeah, they call, they call him the lizard. I know yeah. that. They know who he is, I guess. But, yeah, so they're all scared, and they run away. And so he hops on this almost empty train. He he gets to the conductor's car and, I think, kicks the conductor off the train, yeah. hijacks it, derails it, crashes it, and blocks off a portion of the tunnel. And then leaves us with no no questions because he then monologues again <laughs> and talks about uh, his plan to block off two ends of a, a subway tunnel, creating a barricaded breeding ground for his reptiles. <laughs> hey, you know, he knows what he wants and he is He's gonna going to get for it. it. Yeah. And no question about it. Yep. There's no ambiguity here. So hey, it's a little <laughs> yeah. bit. It's kind of refreshing. Honestly, it's like, OK. I, I respect that I know what this dude's all about, and he has yeah. no, like, no ulterior motives or anything. Yeah. Not every episode needs to be like a twist or a mystery. And this episode, I think, is fine without being either of those things. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a, this is a fun one. I, I, kinda, I enjoyed this one. Yeah. This is, and this is fine. We're finally at what, uh, what you were very excited to get to. <laughs> it's the best scene in all of Spider-Man ever. <laughs> oh well. Okay, that's that's not true, but I just really enjoy it right now. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we'll talk us through it then. <laughs> oh well, I mean, he 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 was searching for drugs, right? So he goes to a store literally called Drugs, yep. or you know, has no name, but the only sign is Drugs, and he just walks right in the front door, and he walks right up to the clerk, and the clerk is like, "Oh, hey, Spider Man, what's wrong?" And he's like, "I have a cold." <laughs> like, it's it's uh it's. I guess this is a thing in this series, the sort of like ongoing gag that Spider-Man can just like be a guy amongst the people because we see it in this episode. We see it in the next episode or no, I guess we see it later in this episode, but it's not the only time where he just like acts like a guy yeah. in full costume and it's, it cracks me up. It is funny. Although I don't like that he just demolishes an entire shelf because of his Mondo sneezing and then leaves without buying anything. Yeah, well, did you also get the impression that he was going to take something and not pay for it? It's. I feel I, like that's the impression I got. I, I was hoping he wouldn't, <laughs> if only because I think it was the last one, the Dr. Doom one, where he like webs a newspaper but still like, true. pulls a coin out of his pocket and drops it in there. Like I do remember that. And he keeps dollar bills like by his testicles, so like That's he true. was gonna he would pay with those like gross ass dollar bills. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So he would have paid for it, but he doesn't okay, buy anything. So he still wrecks the goddamn store and then leaves and just yeah. like leaves probably that one pharmacist to clean that whole thing up. <laughs> yeah, the pharmacist is so kind, and Spider Man sneezes, wrecks a whole shelf, and then hears people shouting, and is just like, "All right, bye." Yep. Cool. Yep. Thanks, Spider Man. <laughs> You're banned from that store forever. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> so yeah. the shouting that he hears is this crowd who's screaming about the lizard and the subway and everything he's doing under underground, right? So Spider-Man's like, that's where I'm going to go. So he makes his way to the subway and he finds that the lizard has hijacked another train. But this time there are passengers. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, no. This well, this he. I think that's when he says "jumping J. Jonah Jameson," which is a, such a strange little catchphrase to 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 throw out there. Classic, really. <laughs> yeah. Imagine <laughs> if like you're just like 
instead of saying like, well, good Lord, you're saying like the name of your boss. Yeah. It'd be a little weird, but a little bit <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So the train, the subway sequence is strange. Not then. I think it made perfect sense at the time. Did but it? The con- Did um, it? Who wrote this scene? <laughs> Why is it here? It is well. No, you're right. Because the slant to it is strange. So it's it, but it's even more awkward. Like in 2020, because there's so many layers to peel back on this. Yeah. So let's peel back on this scene. So Spidey comes into the subway train to rescue everybody, but he sneezes like he's been sneezing, and this like angry white woman, like the 1981 version of a Karen, <laughs> with with like a little child, uh-huh. like stops him and just starts yelling at him, chastising him for sneezing you know, and not sneezing into a hanky, and that's disgusting. I don't know what she's, like, expecting to happen, like, why she's stopping him from moving to tell him this, because she's, like, literally refusing to let him go while she's on a runaway train. Mm-hmm. And we're clearly not supposed to side with her, even though the advice that she's giving, even in the context of 1981 when they weren't in a pandemic, the advice that she's giving to, like, not just sneeze into the sneeze into people is good, except... He is wearing a mask. Like, he is Spider-Man, so he has a mask on, which... In 2020 means he's doing it right. Right. <laughs> right. Also, God, how gross... Oh, so must gross. Must his mask be right now? So, so gross. Because he's not just, like, coughing into it. He's sneezing. Like, full-on sneezing into it. Yeah. Disgusting. It's disgusting. And we know that it's attached to his costume, so it's not like he has, like, spare masks in his pocket. Right. <laughs> yeah, so it's weird. So you basically have like, if you look at it in the context of 2020, you have a Karen getting mad at someone who was wearing a mask for not for not sneezing the correct way, like because she doesn't want germs to be spread. Like, there's many levels of that that like make sense and don't make sense at the same time. Yeah. Clashing like now, <laughs> it's it's hopefully hopefully the thing we talk about on this podcast that will age. The most poorly. <laughs> Hopefully, God, someone hope so. will listen to this even next year and be like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was like a whole <sighs> conversation. That was like wearing a mask outside during a pandemic was a controversy for some reason. That was dumb. Yeah, Glad weird. that's all over with and everything's huh. great now in 2021. <laughs> I do yeah. wonder, like, can we even do the thought experiment of like, how do we react to this scene without the current context? Because like. It's still it weird. It still doesn't though. fit into anything. And and it's really it's caused by the fact that he's sick, but it's it's not informing anything moving forward. And it's not it's an it's an unconventional obstacle. So I guess I appreciate that, but it's not like enjoyable and it's not funny and it's not like cool to watch. You know what I mean? If it were any of those things, I would appreciate the fact that it's an unconventional obstacle to his success, but what, yeah. like, what is it offering other than, like, a lady yelling at him? I think the thing that's confusing to me is that, like, I could see it being kind of a funny joke. Like, if it was, I don't know. I, the framing of it is what's what's confusing to me because if it was just an obstacle where it was just, like, maybe an older lady who was just, like, an Aunt May type of lady who's just kind of oblivious to, like, the, the catastrophic situation they're in, who was just like, mm. oh, dear, do you need a hanky? Like, you shouldn't just sneeze like that. Here you go. And he's like, ma'am, I need to move. Like, it would be kind of a funny, like, obstacle. I think or the, even the... if it were, like, literally the Amazing Friends version of Aunt May, who is, like, oblivious to disaster around her. Yeah. Like, taking issue with Spider-Man being there. And then everybody else would be like, he's trying to save us. Yeah. <laughs> I think like, the you're issue... filthy. <laughs> I think the issue is that, like, the woman is giving, like, valid-ish advice. Like, if he wasn't wearing a mask and was just a person walking through and sneezing into people, she is right to be, like, angry about him being a dick. But then you have the context of him, A, wearing a mask so his germs aren't going anywhere, and B, they're on a subway train that's about to, like, collide and kill everybody. Careening Um, down a tunnel. (laughs) Right. And it's sort of framing her as just, like, this nasty, mean, disgusting woman. And it's, like, really... 
strange. And then Spidey at least is sort of like, I don't mean any disrespect. I just need to get by. So he's still like kind of treating her nicely. So there's like multiple mixed messages about how we're supposed to feel about the situation, which is weird because it's clearly just supposed to be a fun like comedy obstacle to happen. So it's weird <laughs> to be like this confused about it. And, like, and I don't think it's just a 2020 thing. I think it is weird. I think I think if we watched this last year, we would also be watching it being like, this is a weird thing to be happening. Like, yeah. why? Why did this happen? Yeah. And why are they like, yeah, yeah, right. It's just strange because, like I said, you can't have, like, ostensibly good advice coming from, like, a terrible character, but then delivering it in, like, weird timing. Like, all of that is strange. Like, what side yeah. What side are you on? I don't understand. How are you supposed to feel about this? I don't know. She doesn't want to be saved. Yeah. <laughs> That's very 2020 of her. <laughs> it's like no please let this tra- subway crash so it can finally be over uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> anyway despite this lady trying every way possible to prevent spider-man from saving her and everybody on the train he does save them by uncoupling the cars that have passengers in them from the cars that don't including you know, the actual engine of the train. So presumably they just sort of like coast until they stop while the rest of the train continues to careen forward. Yep. Um, I want to add to one of the passengers of this train is like oh, this yeah. redhead, like carrot top looking guy. I already know exactly who you're talking about. I grabbed it. It's my, it's uh, this oh. episode has so many amazing grabs. Sorry. Is there, is it a face of the episode already? I didn't even look that far. No, I couldn't. Okay. Cause I grabbed so many things that I was like, I can't just throw like 12 images onto the faces of the episode, but I'm so glad you brought it up. Cause I didn't. <laughs> it'll give us, it'll give us stuff to, to share throughout the week or whatever with like clips or whatever. But yeah. So there's this like redhead carrot top looking dude on the subway who has a t-shirt that just says the word cool on it. So much detail where it is. Absolutely not necessary. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it, it's one of those things where if you're watching it, like it's so, he, he's such a specific looking person wearing specific things that it's like, was this supposed to be a cameo of somebody? Like, is that someone? I did wonder that. That they know, you know? <laughs> is it a reference to somebody in the studio? Is it somebody's right. friend? Like, who is this? <laughs> right. There's a yeah. guy next to him, I think too, that's like strangely detailed. And then, of course, like the lady, like it's, it's, yeah, there's some, some interesting background folks or extras in this episode. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> what a cast. What an episode. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is, this is definitely, um, this episode has a lot of surprising things in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In a number of, a number of ways. <laughs> uh-huh. So the lizard, so well, this is all going on. Spidey was able to kind of get the passenger filled cars like separated and everything. So that's good. We still got this this runaway subway happening, though. So Lizard attempts to throw Spidey off of the train, but uh, Spidey webs him up. Cool. Okay. But using this opening, Spidey kind of looks for the brake mechanism to stop it, but he can't find it. So then he has to resort to the classic, my feet are the brakes technique, because that's not a thing that's just going to destroy his feet by basically literally like skiing <laughs> on train tracks while a subway train is going very, very fast. But somehow, you know, this doesn't like leave his 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 feet to be bloody stumps. <laughs> Alas, though, the lizard frees himself and breaks Spidey's webs, detaching him from the train. And, yeah, I'm glad you grabbed this 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 uh, one liner because the lizard reminds Spider-Man that spiders are nothing but lizard food, <laughs> which is not true. But okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> spiders yeah, are very very valuable parts of our ecosystem. Yeah. Exactly. Back off, lizard. This episode and because we record these in batches next week's episode, both feature like multiple confrontations over the course of the episode. And I think that probably that was true of the first two as well. Yeah. So we're like beginning to see like certain characteristics of what this show does and like things that specifically characterize this show versus other Spider-Man shows. And it seems like these like progressive confrontations is something that they really liked for the show for some reason. Yeah. Cause this is what number two confrontation and certainly not the last. <laughs> we're, yeah. We're like maybe halfway through the episode at this point. And it's interesting too, because I noticed that this sort of does the kind of unlimited thing where 
it's kind of had the last confrontation is in the last like three minutes and then they yep. sort of wrap everything up there, which isn't great sometimes because I think then some of the like the 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 ways that Spidey beats the villains is a little bit like kind of anticlimactic and you're like, wait, what just happened? Yeah, definitely. But the pacing of it doesn't really feel as off as Unlimited did because you've gotten these progressive or progressing. It's not really it's not a progressive show. Yeah. Progressing yeah. Uh, <laughs> confrontations happening throughout it anyway so you're almost sort of seeing their little battles in like three minute chunks throughout it so then when you get that last three minute chunk it doesn't feel weird when it's the end of it necessarily yeah it's like capping off a story that was being told throughout yeah it's an interesting structure story is not the right word but you know what i mean yeah well and it makes sense because this show isn't really telling super complex stories and isn't yeah. going in deep in like Peter's personal life. Like, like you said, there'll maybe be, there will be like one parallel Peter story running, but it's not anything that's going to take up a whole lot of screen time. So it makes sense to, to sort of structure the episode in that way. Cause there's, cause there's not going to be like a long buildup that they need to have since these plots are pretty simple for the most part. Mm hmm. So the lizard does succeed in crashing the second train, which I did not see coming. This episode threw me for quite a few loops, in fact. So yeah, so he he does that. And he now has his closed off chunk of the tunnel. Spider-Man sneezes more. <laughs> and it's very pronounced <laughs> for some reason in this moment. Uh, but in any case, now in his barricaded tunnel, the lizard uses, as you mentioned earlier, his reptilian telepathy to call all the reptiles from his lair into their new breeding ground. And he humidifies the place by, like, breaking a pipe and then, like, sort of celebrates his success. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man doesn't leave, though. He, he there, you know, in earlier at the zoo, he just was like, all right, and left. This time he does not. He sticks around. Well, and he, this time he sticks around. This time, <laughs> I know. Yeah, right. He doesn't always, but this time he does. <laughs> and he, he manages to, like, dig through the rubble of the crash, I guess? With so. a web shovel? Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> cool. Uh, all while he sneezes more and more and more. So we he says that it's getting worse, and we kind of see that it's getting worse. On the other side of the tunnel, Spider-Man finds all these reptiles and thousands of eggs because they laid thousands of eggs. And then for some reason, seeing these thousands of eggs is not like the shock unto itself. Instead, he says to himself, ah, no doubt I know who's behind all of this. And I was like, bitch, you just fought the lizard. Like, who else would it be? <laughs> Peter is not what? very smart in this episode, what? like, in many, many ways. What? You just realized, fool? Okay, cool. Maybe he's sneezing out pieces <laughs> of his brain every time he sneezes. I, I, I'm, uh, th this is not... It's not the first time the show's going to do a weird thing like this, where I'm like, did you rearrange scenes? Like, what's going on here? I don't understand. Yep. <laughs> yep. What's going on here? So I just thought that was really funny. Just a, just a little bit <laughs> silly. Like, sir, sir, <laughs> it's been clear. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Well, he doesn't have to, like, wait very long because the lizard is like, okay, hey, yep, it's me. <laughs> you, yep. you guessed this, 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 this amazing mystery. You're right. Great detective, you. <laughs> he, he commands his reptiles to attack and Spider-Man makes a killer joke. Oh, I love it so much. So the lizard, <laughs> the lizard sets him up by saying, you're about to make an excellent meal for my friends here. And Spidey, ever the quipper, says, no kidding, I didn't even know I could cook. <laughs> I don't know why I love that so much, but I do. His his quips are sort of constant in this episode. Yeah. And some of them don't land, but some of them do. And I think that's probably just like a matter of how much shit you throw against the wall. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm fine. I, I, I'm fine with that. I'd rather that yeah. than like a boring Spider-Man. I think if, yeah. if he's like quiptastic and half of them work then i think that's pretty spot on spider-man to be mm -hmm. honest yeah i think this was my favorite favorite one though yeah it's a good one it's it's good it's good because it's sort of like it's it's kind of unexpected because i was expecting some kind of like reptile pun and instead it's like yeah. actually a joke so yeah i think it's actually i like spider-man quips because they're sort of like bratty in a sense 
but I like this. It's like actually very clever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, you know, he's being atta- attacked by a bunch of angry reptiles and snakes and gators and iguanas. And uh, he, att- <laughs> he attempts to web them up, uh, but learns that his web shooters are out of fluid. Hey. Okay. They're not waterlogged. So I'm, cool- I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, okay, that's fine. I got my trusty, like, quick change uh, web fluid here. All I have to do is just stick it into my wrist very quickly and easily. I could do it while I'm falling midair. And then he sneezes and drops it. And it, it explodes web goop all over his feet and, like, traps him to the ground. So that's great. <laughs> Literally yep. glues his feet to the ground. Cool, man. <laughs> this episode makes him look so good. I mean, granted, they do have the the added element of he keeps sneezing. So he's like... Not at 100%. So it makes sense. Yeah. But it's so funny how much shit he fucks up. He looks like a complete idiot in this one. But you're right. Oh, if yeah. he, the fact like I we don't really like the sneezing thing. But if they're going to have him sneezing every episode, they do use it in clever ways here and mm-hmm. there. And I do think like a very simple like you're out of web fluid. Change your web cartridges. That's a really simple thing to fuck up by sneezing. That honestly is kind of realistic. So, well, And I think I would be bothered if he were just a buffoon for no reason. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's like kind of giving them an excuse to do more slapsticky or physical comedy that they wouldn't really have much of an excuse to do. You know, Bobby's not here to be an idiot, so. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. We also get the great line of not even Spidey can unstick that much super goop. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Uh, well, you know, he's he actually, and this is another thing we pointed out. We noticed yeah. in the first episode that, like, he wears, like, tights over his feet under his boots. Like, almost like he's wearing, like, socks, essentially. Yeah. Which you know, probably more comfortable than the Spider-Men who just have their bare feet in their boots. But he's able to use that to his advantage this time because... Since his feet are glued to the floor, he can just leave his boots behind. So he just jumps out of his boots and he's walking around in his bare tights now. Yeah. He's got like a reverse Ben Riley thing going on where like his whole yeah. bottom half is just blue instead of his whole bottom half being red. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he also refers to himself as a super swinger. And <laughs> this Patrick... joke, or I mean, uh, this this series really loves swinger jokes isn't this like the second or third one they've done yeah and i don't think it's the last of the ones if not this one then that we've watched (laughs) then we've we've watched for tonight yeah (laughs) it's uh yeah yeah it's funny but yeah so you know he's able to escape that he uh attempts to tackle the lizard but then the lizard just smacks him away with his tail and escapes through like a little teeny tiny crack in the wall because they reference that like lizards can squeeze into small spaces which i guess is True. Is that? I mean, I guess like a that's like a thing salamanders do. But is that like? I didn't know that. Really? I know that like, there are a lot of like small mammals that do that because they basically have like soft bones. <laughs> I didn't know that was a lizard thing. I don't know if it's like a thing where it can, they can fit. I I guess it kind of is for like like newts and salamanders and stuff because they are also like kind of very squishy. Yeah. I don't know if it, I don't think it's to the extent that that the lizard like basically <laughs> is like flattened to squeeze through this tiny hole, but uh, yeah, it's a very well known power of the lizard in the eighties, didn't you know that he he could just flatten himself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, at least they 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 call they try to call it out. So I, yeah. I, I, I there's an explanation for it, um, and it's an easy way to get the lizard to like escape with in a way that Spider Man just absolutely cannot yeah. chase after him. Yeah. <laughs> But uh-huh. his re- Spider-Man's response to the lizard, you know, <laughs> running away from this chase in the middle of, like, this crazy reptile plot after he's done yep. a lot of work is, well, I doubt he's going to be coming back. Yeah, he seems to be done with this. Yeah. So he leaves, which means that he leaves this, like, caved-in subway that's filled with angry reptiles and reptile eggs and is like, yeah. I'm done. This is all the work I need to do. Yeah. Even if the lizard had surrendered, what – you're – Nothing? You're not going to do anything? <laughs> Sneezing out pieces of his brains, man. He's okay. not thinking straight. <laughs> <laughs> cool move, man. Hello, amazing friends. We just wanted to take a quick moment to shout out our spectacular and up patrons, Gemma Nicole, Katie, Joe, and Greg. If you would like to join our Patreon, we have a ton of great bonus content waiting for you. We have our Spider Bites, where we talk about pretty much whatever we want in the Spider-Man universe, such as comics, like the current Miles Morales series, and classics like Kraven's Last Hunt. 
Sometimes we do deep dives into Spider-Man stuff, like our mini-series on the unmade Spider-Man movies. Or we spin off into other topics, like the Blade movies or the Firestar comics. Sometimes we'll do some bonus content just because we happen to have it, like peeks behind the curtain or how we make certain episodes. And if you join us at the $5 Spectacular level, you also get access to our After Dark commentaries, where we let loose and talk about shows that aren't Spider-Man related without a filter. Shows like Gargoyles, Batman Beyond, Muppet Babies, and more. Ultimately, these are the types of things that we're going to talk about anyway, so recording it and making it available on Patreon is our way of saying thank you so much for supporting this show and letting us do the types of things we really want to do. Whatever tier you opt into, thank you so much. Whether you're an avid listener or just stopping by, we appreciate that too. From your friendly neighborhood podcasters, thank you. So after he leaves, he's swinging through the city, and then he, like, it sees it so hard that while he's web swinging, he breaks his own <laughs> web. And it's like, okay, I guess that's, that's the last straw now. <laughs> Getting almost killed by reptiles because of my sneezing wasn't enough. I almost plummeted to the ground and splattered on the pavement because I sneezed. Maybe I should see a doctor. Maybe. Maybe. He, uh, he saves himself with one of his web parachutes, which I always love to see. Because it's like a real spider thing, and so it always makes me happy. Mm Mm-hmm. Very cute. Now, cut back to the lizard again. We see more of the lizard in this episode than we do Spider-Man, really. We kind of do. I wouldn't have been (laughs) mad if it was, like, all told from his perspective. Yeah, I mean, I'd be cool with that. That'd be way too Mm -hmm. experimental for this show, but I would love it. But yeah, so we're back in the underground layer of the lizard, and then he completes this radioactive weather device. Sure, Sure. Whatever. But basically, he says that it will turn all of New York into a jungle. He he says the transformation of New York will be irreversible. Oh, my. Which we don't really see it reversed at the end of this episode. So I guess New York is a jungle at the end of this episode. But anyway, <laughs> uh, spoiler. But yeah, so he turned New York into a jungle, which would allow the reptiles to take over. Otherwise, they would stand no no chance. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's not a perfect plan, but... <laughs> but I like it. Yeah. I like the idea works. of, like, the, the urban environment overtaken by this jungle and a bunch of reptiles, so mm-hmm. I'll give it to you, lizard. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. It's, it's it's fair, yeah. So we get another one of these, like, Spider-Man being a regular guy, but also Spider-Man scenes, because he ends up getting to a doctor's office, and he realizes, well, wait, I kind of have to stay Spider-Man because if I'm Peter going to the doctor and they do like a blood test, they're going to figure out that I'm Spider-Man. Cool. <laughs> so he stays Spider-Man, walks right in, just talks to the nurse who does not care that he's there and walks past a bunch of people in the waiting room who are just like, all right, I guess Spider-Man's also a patient here. And he fills out paperwork and, and pops a squat right right amongst the rest of the people in the waiting room. Cool. <laughs> yep. I, I actually kind of like it. I no, think. I do too. I think that's funny because I, I mean, it's it's played for comedy. I mean, it's, yeah. Oh, it's definitely meant to be funny. <laughs> yeah, and it honestly makes a little more sense than him going into the drugstore, which I agree is also funny. But it makes more sense because he actually has like tr- he rationalizes why he wouldn't want to go as Peter Parker, which you know it's kind of dumb, but it's like dumb on Peter's account, and he's just being super overprotective. Yeah. Well, that's fine. That's part of his character. And also the implication that he hasn't been to the doctor since he was like 15 <laughs> is kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You, I think you have to go to the doctor to go to college, sir. Maybe that's just to live on campus. I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe. And it was also 1981. So who Fair. knows what was going on back then? True, true. Yeah. But no, I agree. It's it's a funny sequence. It, it makes him look even more like an idiot once he actually sees the doctor, too. So it's all <laughs> it's all it's all funny. Yeah. So while he's while he's at the doctor uh, back underground again, the lizard activates his weather device and it initiates the city's rapid jungle transformation. So it's actually a genuinely like creepy scene, I think, because mm-hmm. it's like the storm clouds are rolling in. There's like thunder and lightning and a bunch of rain. Like everything's really dark and it like kind of flash floods and you see like trees creepily growing and vines growing along buildings. It's good. It's good. It's 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 uh. I like it. I like it. Yeah. And then, you know, doubled, doubly creepy when like all the reptile eggs start hatching. So there's even more of them now. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that uh, this episode just throws everything 
everyone knows about like incubation and like reproduction out the window. And it's just like, we make thousands of eggs. We hatch those eggs when the lizard turns the lights on. Bam. Yeah. I just, <laughs> you know, I just assume radioactive lizard, science. radioactive science things to make the lizards grow. Yeah. I'm more fascinated and like horrified by the weather machine that just makes it rain in a way that plants spontaneously grow and if it is a radioactive weather machine does that mean it's just like raining radiation down on new york to make all this happen like is everything irradiated i feel like they just called everything radioactive i mean yes I, I mean, know. yeah, that's that's the real <laughs> I don't know answer. What they're doing. <laughs> that's the real answer. But the implications are fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I do sort of like the images they showed of like the gradually flooding city. They're sort of just like stepping through the street that is flooded, but like the sidewalks aren't flooded yet. And I don't know. They just do cool stuff with the sort of like flooded city. It's yeah, not perfect, but I like it. Yeah, I agree. So we get more Spider-Man at the doctor and you mentioned like it just kind of makes him look like an idiot. And that's because everything the doctor tries to do, Spider-Man's like, well, no, we can't do that because you might recognize me. We can't do that because you might figure out who I am. Uh, but we also can't do that because I just don't want to. Like, it's just yeah. like, <laughs> like, okay, man. So what can we do? What can we do? And ultimately, the doctor decides on doing an allergy test because he figures we could do that. And despite Spider-Man being, like, hesitant about it, it seems like he's going to go through with it, but they can't actually do it because Spider-Man, once again, hears a panicked crowd outside, and he flips off before the test can be administered. So the lizards, reptiles are terrorizing New Yorkers, as they are supposed to do, I guess. Mm -hmm. And Spidey, like, so Spidey swoops in and starts saving him, saving them. He saves, like, a taxi driver and makes a joke about charging the taxi driver, he saves, like, this greaser dude that's like, hey, quick, in that alley up ahead. Thanks, Spider-Man. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, he's doing that stuff. And then he does eventually hear J. Jonah Jameson, his panicked voice, which, like, he's on the ground at street level. And J.J. is, like, at the top of his skyscraper. So Amen. he's – but, you know, I guess J.J. is very good at he's yelling. Loud. So <laughs> that, loud man. <laughs> if anyone if anyone could scream that loud, then uh, it would be him. <laughs> so, J. Jonah you know, he, Jameson, mutant confirmed. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> honestly it checks out <laughs> yeah so spidey heads up to the daily bugle and he sees uh he sees jj being strangled by a snake there's a whole little exchange where jj is like oh fine i'll i'll, I'll retract my prior statements and a uh, spider-man asks him to make a statement in support of spider-man in exchange for being rescued so like they have a whole deal going on as you would expect, as soon as Spidey rescues him, JJ's like, I tricked you. I was never going to print a retraction. Ha ha ha. And Spidey was like, dude, I know. Like, I know. <laughs> Duh. I'm not going to let you die, you moron. Yeah. Yep. I, and that's, I mean, that's that. Like, it's just a Jameson versus Spider-Man scene, which is fine. I It, it seems like, has JJ been in every episode so far? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Much, much bigger part of this series than Amazing Friends, which yeah. is a series we couldn't even remember if he had appeared in yet, uh, yep. <laughs> as far as we've covered. So yep. I like seeing him. I like him a lot. He's yeah, just he's a fun fine. character. So it's, it's fun to have these scenes, whether they're consequential or not. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm cool with it. So Spider-Man sets off from the bugle to find the lizard. And this is where we sort of like rapidly sprint to the end of the episode. Kind of like you mentioned, the, the these final confrontations seem to go by real fast. So he's like looking for the lizard or he's thinking about like where to find the lizard rather. And he kind of does this 90s Craven type of problem solving where he's like, actually, I should just let the lizard come to me. And it works. The lizard just shows up in midair, yep. swinging on a vine right behind Spider-Man. And so Spider-Man's like, hey, that's cool. <laughs> and he, he, you know, they clash in the sky. Spider-Man ends up grabbing lizards, the lizard's tail and it detaches as lizard tails do. Ugh, gross. I gross. know, right? Gross, I don't. Gross. That is a thing in nature that I just don't understand. Yeah. Like I, I don't even understand like how it works and I probably could find a video. I don't want to watch it happen though. Like I just don't get it. <sighs> weird. Yeah. So and there's weird. no way to like not feel like it's gotta be painful, but wouldn't you think? Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, yeah. It's, it's part of their spine. Is it right. not? I mean, if it's, if they're like mammals, it is, but I guess I don't know if, if they're like mammals in that regard. It, yeah. It might, it might, it might be something. <laughs> it's different. not. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's freaky, and Ugh. you know, and obviously the lizard can instantly grow back his tail, which makes well, sense because that's like the lizard's yeah. power. Um, <laughs> but it is kind of funny because he just like plops his tail off, and then just like bloop, another one pops out. Yeah. Yep. He even like comments like, "You probably." Th- I love this moment. He's like, "You probably forgot that I could grow back my tail." And then they cut to Spider-Man falling, still holding onto the tail, and he's like, "You know what?" I did forget about that or whatever he said, like something to that effect. Very like straight delivery. Like I did. I hadn't thought of that. (laughs) Okay. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) This episode is kind of weird and I kind of like it because it's, you know, contrary to sort of our confusion over, over the first two, to an extent, definitely the first one, maybe not as much the second episode, but still a little bit there and sort of like formulating what we were trying to learn about this show. This episode seems to find a little bit more footing in what it's trying to do and how it executes it. When this episode is funny, it feels like it meant to be. Yeah. It feels like it often lands it. And I think that's one thing we were wondering, will it get to that point? Does it even want to be that? I think this episode clarifies that it wants to be that, this episode, I think, does well. It'll be interesting to see if the show continues to nail that or if it ends up being, like, writer-dependent. Sure. We'll see. We'll see. But in this case, it, it nails a lot of those those weird, kooky sort of moments, and that was one of them, and I really liked it. Yeah, so, you know, Spidey's falling while clinging to this detached, severed lizard tail, which is gross. Drop the tail! I know. <laughs> uh, but he does save himself with a web spring. You know, like just making a spring out of webbing because that's how physics works when you're yeah. Spider-Man. Um, this is definitely a thing that I, this show's just gonna do. Yeah, yeah. Because we had the it. web shovel, the web spring. He did something in the first or second episode that was like this, and I'm never gonna like it, but I'm gonna have to move on. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just a product yeah. of it being a cartoon in 1991. Yeah. So. Is what it is, but you know he he uses his web springs to bounce to a radio tower where he uh, then figures out how to rewire it and produce a radio frequency that is specific to countering the lizard's telepathy. <laughs> the first time you've been smart the entire episode, Peter. Uh huh. And it works. Like he doesn't really have to try very hard to to rewire this random radio tower. So Lizard can't control, he can't have his thoughts control the reptiles anymore. So that basically makes him powerless, I guess. Because Spidey just webs him right up and it's like, all right, you're done. And then uh, he has like the, the, takes the lizard to the zoo and I guess the reptiles follow because of the way the telepathy is working. I don't know. It doesn't, it's just, it's wrapping up real quickly. They just want to go home. You know, they're tired. Yeah, I don't blame them. (laughs) They were probably born in captivity. Yeah, that's true. It's their home. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I mean, he returns them all to the zoo, and then that's pretty much that for the lizard plot. Doesn't do anything to stop the weather machine, so I guess New York is just going to be like a jungle forever now, Yeah, I, I guess, and everyone's just going to have to deal with that. Definitely see that carries over into the next episode, for sure. Yeah, this is a truly game-changing <laughs> world-building episode, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. New York has never been the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, the episode ends back at the doctor's office where Spider-Man does end up having that allergy test and learns that he suffers from a mild case of hyperreptilious allergiosa, which is definitely real. Yep, yep, um, yep. Totally not made-up words, not a Harry Potter spell at all. <laughs> And by the way, the do- the way the doctor seemed to have diagnosed this was with an X-ray of Spider-Man because that's what he was holding. <laughs> of course, that's how I learned about all my allergies. <laughs> I don't know, but so now he knows that he's mildly allergic to reptiles. Can't wait to see if the lizard returns. Probably won't, but if he does, I'm sure Spider-Man will sneeze again. Sure. And I love this little detail here. Uh-huh. Spider-Man learns that he has a new medical bill of $50. Yeah. And I was like, man, that sounds so nice. And then I thought, you know what, though? Inflation's a bitch. And I looked this pro- up, too. Oh, okay. Did you? I was going to ask you if you knew how much it was. Uh-huh. Because the answer is still, like, definitely not that bad. Like, it's yeah. not good. He, he's a freelance photographer. It's not good. But, uh... $50 in 1981 equaled about 140 bucks. Yep. In 2020, which sounds like 
a dream. <laughs> uh-huh. That's how much people's co-pays are sometimes <laughs> with uh-huh. insurance. So, yep. and he's like, they play it as a joke. Like, I can't believe all that after just telling me that I'm allergic. I have I to mean, pay that much money, which is true and valid. Yeah, fair. it's valid. It's just hilarious <laughs> that like, wow, that's only gotten worse. Yay. Yep. yep. This is a uh, a podcast that believes that healthcare should be universal. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, sorry, Peter. You have you have medical bills that you shouldn't have. It sucks. Yep. <laughs> yeah, this show has brought up some very like strangely like politically relevant topics <laughs> like multiple times now. I don't know. I, I mean, what show would we have to watch for it not to at this point? That's true. Because the whole world for like four months. Fire. Everything. <laughs> everything that happens. It's like wow, that reminds me of how the world used to be and isn't anymore. Or wow, that, that reminds me of how everything how that was a problem then and has only gotten ten times worse. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Super cool. (laughs) Anyway, faces of the episode. Um, So we pulled a handful of them. Just, this is just, this is just a thing now. Uh, This and Amazing Friends just loves their painted billboards with horrifying faces on it. And in this Mm -hmm. case, at the very top of this episode, there's like a, um, I guess like a a TV special about the Incredible Hulk, or maybe it's an Incredible Hulk TV show. He has his own show. That would be interesting to watch, like the Hulk hosting his own TV show in the Marvel Universe. But anyway, it's a billboard for that. He is painted just horrifically. And he has, like, an actual skin color to him as opposed to a green skin color. Yeah, it's like, like a... he's it's, actually a flesh tone of it's some like kind. Shade, <laughs> there's, like, a shade of green there, I think, but it's so muted that, yeah, it ends up just... He just looks like like a wrestler bodybuilder guy. Yeah, like a guy who's who's put on his bronzer for the show, you know? Like, yep. what? Yep. Sick yep. face contour, though, dude. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Those cheekbones. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. The other one that I pulled was of the nurse in the doctor's office who has, like, sleepy eyes the entire time. And the way that she's, like, performed and, and the screenshot that I got, it ends up looking like she's either, like, super unimpressed with seeing Spider-Man in the doctor's office or it almost looks kind of menacing. Like she's like, oh, yes, I knew you would be here, Spider-Man. <laughs> so you fell right into my trap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd buy it. She looks like she could wreck some people. <laughs> <laughs> and then the one that I grabbed to include, because like I said, I couldn't help myself. I was grabbing so many things. I am a sucker for like well-composed menacing points, sure. like finger pointing And there's, like, a really good shot of the lizard standing on top of a subway car pointing down at Spider-Man. And it's such a well-composed frame. It's really good. I like it a lot. Yeah. (laughs) And he's got, like, a... Like a menacing face. He's not like he's not looking directly at Spider-Man. He's like only looking out of one of his eyes. Like he has oh, it's it's great. It's really good. <laughs> it's it's a really, great, really good. It's a great look at his design too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 He wears like uh like like salmon to red-ish colored pants. And like I a guess, black turtleneck. <laughs> I think, what, um, yeah, I guess that's common though, because I feel like the lizard is often drawn cause just to contrast his red, uh, red to contrast his green skin. So like they always, they, I know that they really commonly have him in the black t-shirt with the lab coat. And I think that even the '90s show, I feel like his pants are maybe not salmon, but I feel like there's a shade, there's a shade of red, aren't they? How I don't know. I mean, they could be. I've never noticed it until now. <laughs> But definitely, but Which it doesn't to say they're not. That's for sure. This is a bright salmon color, though. It is noticeable, it's especially poppin'. with the color palette of this show. That's kind yeah. of muted. That it stands out a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's very yeah. fashionable. Yeah, I appreciate. <laughs> I, I dig it. Can you imagine him without the lab coat? He would just look like a you know, like a guy walking down the street. Yeah, very yeah. timeless look. I would argue. Just, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> looks like a lot. He would look like a lot of like scaly dudes that i've seen like online so like (laughs) yeah there you go all right so overall how did you feel about this one i liked this one actually you know the sneezing stuff was annoying and everything but i think that they like at least did things with it that affected the plot in some kind of fun and clever ways so it's fine we had complaints about it but like i wasn't frustrated with anything through it it was just there was some weirdness but i think like 
this is kind of the nice balance that I was looking for in this show where it's sure. not, it's still not as wacky and comedic as Amazing Friends is, which is fine. It's a sort of a different comedic vibe where like it's still trying to treat things generally like seriously, as seriously as it could. And then just throwing in legitimately like good comic relief for the most part. And sometimes it misses and sometimes it, it hits, but it never feels like frustrating or stupid most yeah. of the time. Like it feels like they're just trying to tell a fun story. Well, if if Amazing Friends is the comedy with action, this episode represents an action with jokes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I think it does it really well in a way that the first two didn't strike perfectly. And this one is by no means a perfect episode, but I think it, it finds its tone really well, at least in relation to what comes immediately before it yeah. in, in the first two episodes. So I'm happy to see that. And I hope that hope it's just a matter of finding its footing We'll see. Like I said, it could just be a writer-dependent thing because we don't know that much about what all went into each individual episode as far as writing goes. Like, yep. some episodes have them attributed, but does that mean it was just one? I don't know. Like, we, we have no idea. Yep, yep, yep. So I liked it. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I think uh, watching it the first time, and I was like kind of tired when I watched it the first time, it felt a little bit like there was like a lot going on and for whatever reason I was like, Oh my God, like just get to it. But then the (laughs) second time I watched it for some reason, that feeling was gone. And I don't know really why that was. I probably was just me being tired, but they do kind of pack a lot into this episode, but it kind of just keeps moving. So it's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. It's, it's, it's like surprisingly dense for a 1981 cartoon. Yeah. Not heavy, but definitely dense. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. 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 Well, uh, something that is also dense with great content. <laughs> See what I did there nice. is our Patreon. We would always love to encourage you to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash wallopingwebsnappers for lots of extra goodies. In the meantime, if you would like to find us individually, where can we find you, Doug? You can find me on Twitter at IckyBooley, I-C-K-Y-B-O-O-L-E-Y. And you can also find me on another podcast here on the 4-Eyed Radio Network called Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast where my co-host Kyle and I talk about Pokemon just as we feel like it. Derek, where can we find you? Sure, you can find me on Twitter at Derek B. Gale. You can also find me on YouTube under my video essay series, Second Chance, which is uh, a, a show that looks at bad or divisive media from a positive lens through uh, analytical research and just looking at perspectives to figure out why people who might like something do like it, even if everyone else doesn't. If you would like to find Walloping Web Snappers as a show, you can visit us on our website, wallopingwebsnappers.com. You can also follow Walloping Web Snappers on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Walloping Web Pod, or email us at wallopingwebsnapperspodcast at gmail.com. If you've got a history with this 1981 show, if you're like a generation older than us that grew up with this one rather than the 90s show, we'd love to hear from you and see how that sort of shaped your perspective. So that would be really cool to hear. Mm-hmm. Also love it if you would rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. It is the easiest way for people to find our show. And if you write a review, we will do a dramatic reading of it on our social media. Next week, we are staying with this show as Spidey meets Black Cat in her very first animated appearance, which is exciting. Wow. In the episode, Curiosity Killed the Spider-Man. Nice. I'm excited. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Spider-Man! Is it my goal in life to end every episode in the most obnoxious way possible? Maybe. (laughs) Bye.